Hey friend, I'm Laura Lee and welcome to Living in the Light. Here on the podcast, we share our stories of how Jesus has brought us from the dark and into his glorious and powerful light. This is a space for you to be encouraged and to remember that your story matters. With God, even the brokenness has incredible purpose and meaning. I'm here to bring real life to light. Hey friend, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode is a good one, full of story and embedded with truth. Today I'm sharing a conversation I had with Jess Johnson. Jess is the co-author of I'll Be There, But I'll Be Wearing Sweatpants, Finding Unfiltered Real-Life Friendships in This Crazy Chaotic World. In their book, she and her friend Amy share real-life examples and actionable steps we can all take to build deep and satisfying friendships. Ironically enough, Jess and Amy actually met through an online community, and then they went on to create their own online community called Sister I'm With You that encourages millions of women across the world every single day. Today, we dive into some reasons why we might find ourselves struggling to find, make, and keep friends, and how community is God's solution. Now, here's my conversation with Jess. Well, Jess, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Okay, so I want to start out with just talking about friendship. Uh, When I was anticipating our conversation, I thought about how Jesus called us his friends and Mm -hmm. how we are called to be a friend. So I want to ask you, why friendship? And even from a Christian perspective, how do you define friendship? I I think my whole life— Friendship has just been a matter to me. It's been really important to me. I think it's something that God has put on my heart, but I moved a ton as a kid. So I was kind of always starting over and creating new friendships, but I always kind of wanted that belonging that -hmm. comes with friendship. So um, I just think I heard, I heard a pastor once say, and it just, it really resonated with me. He said, it's not so much about, we're, we're all about like, what's our destiny? What's our calling? It's not so much about what our destiny is, what's our calling, as much as it is the people that we want on the bus to get there, the community that takes us there mm-hmm. and being surrounded with the people that are like-hearted that um, you're connected to. And that just really resonated with me because I know... Also, I'm, I'm a pastor's kid mm-hmm. and I can't, I don't want to generalize, but I feel like a lot of the older generation, especially in ministry, didn't just have friends. Like my dad does have friends now, but like it was a lot about ministering and pastoring and serving, which is amazing, but there wasn't so much just friendship. And I think especially as we're walking out our calling, it's so important that we're surrounded by people that can can help hold us up, that we can be real with, that we can share our hearts with, and we can be vulnerable when we're struggling. Mm-hmm. I just think that's really important. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of loneliness in our generation is what I just continue to recognize and 
it's a core longing in all of us to be known and to be in community. I mean, God yes. has made us that way. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask why, what do you think are some reasons why women struggle making friends? If we all desire real honest friendship, why are so many women lonely? I can speak to it from, from my perspective and where I was stuck. I basically mm. had this wake up moment. I had four kids really they're all like young and in diapers and spilling stuff and life was just really chaotic and I just had this moment after they were in bed I was sitting in the living room with my husband and I just started bawling and I was like I am so lonely Mm. but I didn't want just like friends who would like talk about nothing with I wanted like those friend friends who would just come into my house and sit on my couch with me while I fold laundry who were like those real deep friendships but I had no idea where to even begin and I realized that I was really coming from a very insecure place when it came to looking for friendship Mm -hmm. I assumed that if people wanted to be friends with me they would pursue me like if women at church liked me they would ask me to coffee yeah if I was valuable enough. Someone would invite us over for dinner. I was waiting to be invited into friendship. And in that moment, I had this just wake up where I was like, I have to be the friend I want to have. Mm. I need to step into my identity and begin to pursue people the way I want to be pursued. But it really was a switch in my mind. Like I wasn't trying to be a victim. I just, it didn't even occur to me that people would want me to pursue them. Mm-hmm. But like giving away the gift of friendship is a huge gift. And as I started yeah. to pursue people, they were grateful and like that I stepped out of my comfort zone and pursued them. So I think that's one big one is that oftentimes we are waiting for it to happen. We're waiting for people to invite us in instead of realizing that we have the power to invite people into our life. Totally. Yeah, that was that was a big shift in my own personal testimony in college. Uh, I just really clearly heard, if you want community, make community. Mm, and, so good, yeah. And it the hard part about it is that it takes that brave moment of, of yes. this feeling of you might be rejected or if you ask someone to do it's something. Terrifying. Yeah, they might say no. <laughs> um, but every time I've done that, every time I've taken the step, it just feels like, abundance there's an abundance of people who want the same thing exactly and people just want like you said to be invited they want to be seen they want to be known they want to be loved and that's where we're coming from when we ache for friendship so that's like that's the core human longing is to be uh, exactly known and, and loved. I think a, yes and I think a lot of times we we think we need to be this together person in order yeah. to invite people yeah. into our life but I don't know about everyone else but for me I'd much rather be invited into someone's real, into their imperfect house, into their imperfect life. I'm not hoping that someone invites me to their pristine mansion. I mean, sure, whatever, I'll do that too. But it's not like inviting someone into your real is like the ultimate gift. Yeah, You don't need to become a better person, a more successful person, a more interesting person, a more clean person in order to have friendship and invite people into your life. Mm -hmm. And we see people who are really good at it and we're like, that's reserved for them. They're good yes, at hosting people. Yes. They're good at inviting people over. But um, 
Okay. I want to lean into the lies that women are believing surrounding friendship. Um, what do you think are the main lies that women believe when it comes to this? And uh, what are the tactics of the enemy that he's using to divide women instead of unite them? What would it look like to fight for friendship? Gosh, well, I think right off the top of my head, the one that I just said, just insecurity, just mm. telling us we're not worthy, that we're not enough, Yeah, that once we are, you know, whatever it is for us, once we get, once we reach this point, then we can start inviting people into our life, then we'll be worthy. Um, I think we are also afraid that rejection will crush us and ruin us, Mm. but we have to step out and risk in order for there to even be the possibility of friendship. And it is really scary, but even if someone rejects you, it's still worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think another one is that popularity equals belonging. Like in our social media world, it's like if we have these beautifully filtered photos and we get lots of likes, maybe that will make us feel like we're connected and that we belong. Yeah. But it's actually the opposite. It's actually our real and authentic and showing up of, as our true selves that ultimately leads to belonging. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, a lie came to, to came to my mind that I feel like is something that maybe it's a lie. I'm sure there are lies surrounding it, but when it comes to like the messiness of vulnerable friendship and mm-hmm. how when we really lean in, when we really dig in, um, like people hurt us and let us down and yep. friends disappoint us. And so we have to wrestle with the expectation of like what we think a good friend is or even what like the, the friend we aren't, you know, the, the good friend that we can't bring to someone that there's space in that for the Lord to, you know, help us just Mm -hmm. continue to move towards one another. I think that's something that I've been just really sitting with recently of, wow, I'm really not enough to, be a really good friend. Only the Lord can help me continue to move towards, towards my friends. Yeah. And I think just in close relationship, humility is a big deal because we're going to bother each other. (laughs) We're going to, we're going to hurt each other's feelings unintentionally because we all have we all have stories. We all have wounds that we don't even realize. And it's so, it's so easy to interpret things in a way that hurts us or someone else is interpreting our actions in a way that hurts them. It's just so important to, to stay humble and to remember it's not about us. It's not about us failing, but that open communication of, Hey, when you said that, that really hurt my feelings is a really valuable part of friendship because it it really brings us closer. If we can navigate through that, then it really brings us closer ultimately. Yeah. Amen. Hey friend, it's Laura Lee. If you're feeling lonely today, I hope you know that you're not alone. There is hope for friendships and community. God wants that for you. And I believe in all the good relationships that he has for you in this life. I want to invite you to join us in Rise Collective Women Online. Rise Collective began solely as an online community, and it's a place where women are daily connecting and gathering for Bible study and friendships rooted in faith in Christ. So 
How can you join Rise Collective Women online? There's a link in the show description to join as a member and hop in on our Bible studies today. We're currently gearing up for our new Bible study through the book of 1 Peter that we will be launching in just a few weeks. We will have online groups for this study. So if you're interested in studying through 1 Peter with some women online, this would be the perfect time for you to get involved with us or to jump back in. Now back to my conversation with Jess. Okay, I want to talk about you and Amy's friendship. Um, You guys met online. So would you tell us the story of your friendship? Yeah, we were in a writing group together. I had been writing for a few years. Amy kind of slid into the internet and took it by storm. She just had like viral posts all over the place. Like, um, And so I knew who she was, but she basically just reached out to me and offered friendship, which is an incredible gift and something that's really rare. She just basically... We always say she slid into my DMs and she was like, I just love what you do. I love what you do. I want to I want you to know that I'm watching you over here and I'm cheering for you. And mm. I really like who you are. And that's actually pretty rare. You would think that that kind of thing happens. But I think one of the best ways to cultivate friendship around us is actually through that. Just mm. recognizing the people in our own lives or online where you're like, wow, I just want to tell you I'm cheering for you and I think you're incredible. Like that is, yeah, that's a big gift. Anyway, so she did that and we just started chatting back and forth on Instagram and then we took it to the phone and we started talking for just hours and we just very like-hearted, like-minded. We just quickly clicked like sisters basically And just one of the topics that kept coming up was friendship because we're both super relational. It's one of our, it's one of the biggest pain points for us in our lives. And also the biggest healing points in our lives has been friendship and relationships. So um, we just were open about it, vulnerable about it, talking about our stories, really connecting. And um, Amy had had the idea like, I want to work with you in some way. Cause actually our writing styles are very similar. Sometimes to this day, I'll write something or she'll write something and I'll be like, did you write this or did I write this? I actually <laughs> have no idea. <laughs> anyway. So she had wanted to work together. So she calls me up one day and she's like, Jess, I'm packing for a trip. I have five minutes, but I think we need to start a page and it needs to be all about authentic friendship. I don't think there's anything like it. And we need to call it sister. I'm with you just an online community where we can talk about the real nitty gritty of friendship and why we're struggling with it, why it's difficult, just an authentic space for that. And I was like, yes, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. So literally it was just born in that moment. We, started the page and it it just kind of exploded because I think what we guessed was true that a lot of us struggle with loneliness was was true that women were like yes me too I am struggling with this um Mm. and then it was probably I want to say like a couple couple months in of running this space together that we actually met in person so we we flew out to San Diego and we spent several days together and we just clicked even more in real life than we had in our, on the online space, just had a blast together eating cheeseburgers and French Mm -hmm. fries. And so anyways, I'm just really grateful. And our friendship has continued to grow throughout this whole 
book process, in the online community process. It's really been a priority for us through this. It's friends first and then the business side of it after that. I'm just very grateful. I honestly, it makes total sense to me now because I'm such a friend person that God would lead us together and have us write this book together. It's just so cool to have done it with someone rather than on my own. That's really special. That's really cool. Thank you. Just hearing about you guys' story, um, I could relate because several of my closest friendships have come in the past couple of years through Mm. um, either an online community or through, like you said, Instagram of just Mm -hmm. connecting with someone and having similarities and then us starting Mm -hmm. to cheer each other on. And then um, that is actually how my podcast producer and I... um, met we met That's so on Instagram cool. and then we FaceTimed and she I had been praying for someone to come alongside me in the more production side of things with mm-hmm. the podcast and she had just produced a podcast and was looking for kind of a new creative outlet and um That's so cool. We started working together and similarly we hadn't met in person and then like a few months in she drove down from Chicago to where I live to meet me and I have like a video where I'm sitting on the street like I'm about to meet Colleen in person <laughs> and we've like done all this stuff via <laughs> FaceTime yes. and Zoom and stuff. So it's just a wild world we live in that friendships can be birthed um from that and I just love that your online community, Sister I'm With You, has uh, continued to foster friendship and conversations of friendship. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah. It's really cool. Really cool. So I want to lean into online communities a little bit. Um, as someone who runs an online community, a discipleship community, it's called Rise Collective Women, and they're women from just all over the world. The fact that mm-hmm. you can just be from all over the world and connect is is really cool because it brings so many different perspectives. It's not just one community in a location. It's, you know, connecting from just so many different walks of life. Um, But what I would love to ask you about is what, what do you think the role of online communities is in our everyday life when it comes to like our in-person friendships? How have you seen an online space of an of encouragement and friendship champion and even blossom these real life relationships that we have. Not that they're not real, but you know what I mean? Like the people that we are with in the day in and day Mm -hmm. out. Well, I think it's really special because we can find people that are in our, like in our space, like our workspace and like, or have similar interests in a way that is a lot harder to do in our real lives mm-hmm. like finding someone who's also a writer and who also has these similar passions and is yeah. in this a similar workspace will be very hard to do in my just community right. i guess and so that's very special i think it's also it's pretty cool to have a close friend that's outside of my normal too. Amy always says like, we can vent to each other about anything because we don't even know Mm. the people that we're talking about or like what's going on. It's an outsider's perspective. Um, I honestly think, and we say this a lot is it's just, it's important to invest in both like those people in your real life that can actually, that you can show up at their house with soup when they're sick and have that like just human interaction And then also building and developing those special friendships through online communities is also really special and important. Yeah. Yeah. And then 
the time that you do get with them, whether it's a meetup at a conference or um, just like a random trip that you schedule to get to spend time with them, it's it's really special. It's very special. And I always feel like too, it's like the greenhouse effect. Like our friendship really grew deeply and quickly because you're taking this intentional time and you're really investing it in each other. Yeah. Whereas other, in your real life friends, it's easy like to, you see each other here and there and um, have a conversation here and there. But if you're taking that intentional time with your online friends, it can really grow quickly. Yeah. Okay. So COVID has, <laughs> COVID has really COVID. changed a lot of our friendships. And that time was pretty shaking for our in-person friendships, considering yes. we really couldn't see people in person. Um, so what have you seen from your online community in the past two years? Um, I just think we had started it, I think a year before COVID hit and we we're literally just moving towards writing a book. We saw we, our second trip together, we um, met where I live and we stayed in a hotel here to literally pick out our agent who we were going to go with and start pursuing a book. And we were together when basically the world started shutting down. Mm-hmm. We're like, Oh, I don't like, should we be worried? What is this? And then all of a sudden, like masks started happening, things are shutting down. So we were actually together when that all happened. And I would, so we already had it on our hearts, like loneliness. Let's talk about loneliness. Let's talk about friendship. We need to write a book that's like a roadmap to just help people in a practical ways lead them towards deepening their friendships. So we already had that on our hearts with no idea that COVID was coming down the pipeline. But um, I just think once it did, it just accentuated those desires that we already have had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we're see- we were seeing a lot of things all- online. Like a lot of popular memes were, "I want to be invited, but I'm not. I want you to understand that I'm not going to come." Like I or I'm not going to text you back. I'm going to forget, but I want you to know that I still love you. Like that was kind of the attitude. Like not that you should understand if I never show up when you invite me, you should understand if I never text you back. And that we saw this switch once COVID happened where people were just saying, I'm sorry that I never came. I wish, I wish that I could see you now. And I feel like the Mm -hmm. busyness because all the busyness was quieted, that loneliness that we already had just got way louder and way more apparent that, wow, I do need friendships. So I just think that it got bigger, honestly, when COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said the word busyness, and now we're kind of post-COVID, but people are getting busy again. Um, <laughs> and in the busyness, um, how do we prioritize friendships? And you guys say that like being a fr- good friend comes with practice. So for yeah. the person listening who maybe really feels like they struggle with this, um, mm-hmm. with showing up as a friend and how would you encourage them to grow as a friend? My biggest piece of advice is to do something that you can do regularly. Mm-hmm. And this is not, this is not about like, we don't need to get from zero to 60 by tomorrow. Like baby steps are the perfect speed for getting really close friendships, but choose something that you can do. Like, um, 
Amy has coffee every week with some of her closest friends. Mm -hmm. I have like a casual dinner night with my friends every week. Um, Maybe that's too much. Maybe it's every other week. Maybe it's that you're going to call a friend on your commute home from work on Wednesdays. But whatever it is, choose something that you can, that just becomes a habit. So -hmm. you're regularly investing. So like for us, when I had that moment where I was like, I am so lonely and I realized God was like, be the friend that you want to have. I realized that I had the power to pursue. My husband and I decided, okay, no matter how we feel, if we want to or not, no matter how scared we are, we're going to invite people over to our house every Friday night. That's just, we're going to do it. We're going to stretch ourselves. And we were terrified, but it was so good because it became a part of our routine. Mm-hmm. And even though it, even though it took us a while, honestly, to find those close friendships, like we had a lot of people over before we really were like, oh my gosh, you're our people. Like that took a while, Yeah. but every single time was empowering mm. and every single time connected us to the people around us to a greater level. Even if it wasn't like, oh my gosh, you're my new best friend. Yeah. I want to do everything with you from now on. It, the practice of it was what was important and the consistency. Wow. I'm hearing you say showing up for people is never time wasted. And yes, absolutely. Offering even your space and your sacrifice of a couple of hours. And yeah, you're getting to spend time with other people. And whether they become your people, like your close, close people, that kind of happens organically and naturally. But it's, we can't get to my people until you at least take this step, you know? Like, yes. I think we see that in other people and we're like, oh, they have those really close people, but there's a lot of life that's been lived yes. with those people that has and gotten so, them to that place. It's so funny to me now because now I have that and I can see that some people's perspective is that this just like magically happened in my life. And I'm like, oh no, oh no. Like there was yeah. a lot of investing and a lot of planting seeds before I saw any fruit. Yeah. Okay. So you talk about sweatpants friends um, and creating a sacred space to letting Mm. each other be known. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. I think sweatpants friends just means it's, it's the thing I think that we all long for, those people that we don't have to perform for, we don't have to pretend for, that we're just totally comfortable around, that we can show up at each other's houses in our sweatpants and our messy bun and be like, I have had a day. Mm. I was so grumpy today and I am just trying to unwind and I'm sorry, I'm weird today or whatever it is, but to be completely real and authentic in each other's spaces. And sometimes it takes a while to find those people. It takes some tiptoeing in and being like, can you handle this much of my reel? Okay. Can you handle this much of my reel? And finding those people who really love and enjoy you for who you are. Cause there's like the, there's the iron sharpened iron, iron sharpens iron things. So like some of my closest friends have really challenged me and helped Mm. me to grow in some areas have been very important. Um, but they also like me for who I am. They also enjoy me for who I am and vice versa. So there's this comfortability there that I know that I can flourish Mm -hmm. around them and just be myself around them. I think that's a sweatpants friend. 
It's so good. And also sweatpants are just the best. The best. They're literally the best. They're the best. <laughs> well, I want to close this out. Um, we started with, I mentioned Jesus calling us his friend. Mm-hmm. And I would love to ask, what about Jesus's friendship encourages you, Jess, as a friend, the way he models friendship? Mm. That's really good. I I love friendship with Jesus. I love that way that he relates to me. Mm. Um, and I relate to him. That's really precious to me. I think it's just that it's that same like being totally known and loved and mm. accepted as I am. And when he tells me something that I need to work on, <laughs> like I never feel like shame. Yeah. I feel like the the few times that I really felt like something like, hey, I forget, what was it? You're really feeling sorry for yourself. <laughs> and like a calling up out of that. It yeah. felt like I got this giant hug, even though it was mm. a challenge because he's so he's so good and he loves me so completely. And I'm so grateful for that. Mm. That's really encouraging. I think if we would have just had those 20 seconds on the podcast, then the listener um, had, you know, (laughs) enough. Uh, That encouraged me to hear too. Mm. I mean, friendship with Jesus is, is so intimate Mm -hmm. and, and he likes us. Like he, like you were saying about your good friends, they like you. Yes. They like your personality and who you are and the quirks yes. about you. And they even speak into that. Like Jesus speaks yeah. into and even speaks our language of how we're wired. And when you're with really, really good friends for long enough, they start to kind of get how you're wired. And whether or not they get it, like they may never get it. Jesus fully gets it. And yes, he can get it the way a friend can't. Um, yes, they start to like you for, for that, yeah. for that way that you are. But I know. as believers walking with Jesus, it's like that even frees us to be able to be a good sweatpants friend or to be a Absolutely. friend that lets people in because we know they are not going to fully know and love us the way our creator does, but we can let right. them, tr- we can let them try and we can try because we yeah. know that we have this like, um, safety net you know, of yes. perfection in friendship with Jesus. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you for being on the podcast today. Uh, I would love for you to, to share where we can find your book in your online community and okay. where we can read all the things. Our book, <clears throat> excuse me, by uh, me and Amy Weatherly is called I'll Be There, but I'll be wearing sweatpants. Mm. And you can get it on Amazon. You can get it anywhere that books are sold. It will hit the shelves in Target um, next month. Mm. So, yeah. And then we have our page where we just discuss everything. Friendship, just keep it real, is um, called Sister, I'm With You. And that's on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also find me, Jess Johnston, on my page and Amy Weatherly on her page. We love, we absolutely love talking about friendship and community in a real and authentic way. I love it. So good. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Jess. And thanks for having me. This is so fun. Yeah. Thank you.
Thanks for listening, friend. I wanna close this out with some encouragement in scripture. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 through 25 say, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I pray this conversation encouraged you to step out, to make a new friend, to pursue community. I believe it'll change your life. I wanna share that I'll now be posting about living in the light on Instagram at Rise Collective Women. So be sure and give us a follow so we can stay connected online throughout the week. If you wanna keep up with me personally and hear updates from my life and thoughts and reflections from my own journey, you can follow me on Instagram at Laura Lee Turner. You're always welcome to send me an email if you have anything at all in your mind that you wanna share. I love hearing from you. My email is lauralee at risecollectivewomen.com. I wanna give a special thank you to Colleen Bruton for editing the podcast and Mike Stapleton and Helen Kemeny for the original music heard on the show. As always, go in light and in love and I will talk to you next week.